Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. that time again folks you know that time when you walk your dog or wash the dishes or drive to work or whatever you listen to land trucks after dark we've got great news that time is now justin sanders coming at you with john stefanzik just like every week we're gonna talk about old miss got the big one over auburn hugh free has finally slayed the gus malzahn dragon uh and, and like john mentioned before the show the team showed a little toughness in uh playing on the road, not getting discouraged when um, some things went Auburn's way, kind of stayed locked in. Laquan Treadwell took a second to, um, you know, really get going in the game, but in the second half he just blew up and um, made sure Auburn felt his pain. But great win overall. Let's start out, uh, John, with your thoughts. What, what do you think about that 27-19 to victory on the Plains on Saturday? Well, Ole Miss had executed in the red zone at all. I think they went 0 for 3 in the game, actually. They didn't score a touchdown. From so that would, include, that would include Evan Ingram's interception that went off his hands, correct? Yep. That was at the 17. Yeah. And then one field goal and one failed fourth and one? Yeah, because they kicked two field goals. Did they kick two in the red zone, or was it? Yeah, I think one in the red zone and one a little bit further. One was just right Wonderlich, outside. Wonderlich missed one, I believe. No, that's yeah, that's that, yeah. Not to, let's right. you, let's anyway, finish, finish your thought. Yeah, finish your thought. Point is, is that it's. I mean, Ole Miss probably looked about three touchdowns better. Auburn did did a good job taking advantage of momentum swings, except for they when they went for it at midfield, give or take, and then gave it up ten three. But Ole yeah, Miss that was, that was so, weird. That was strange. I actually, you know, it's weird. Sometimes, I mean, somebody if you could sit here, you might disagree with every decision to to kick it or go for it between Freeze and Malzahn. I actually liked every every time they made the decision. Everybody's been ripping Gus for doing that. I, Gus knew he was he had the inferior team. He knew Sean. He knew his best quarterback had one leg. If he gets that, converts that first down there, they go down and score and go up seventeen to three. I mean, you have to wonder: Does Ole Miss dig deep and? Right, I think if Auburn can get in the locker room up seventeen to three, they got a much better chance of kind of just getting Ole Miss to give up. So I understand that logic. I I disagree with you on uh, on Freeze going for it on fourth down because it would have been sixteen ten instead of thirteen ten if he'd made the field goal. Um, and then when Auburn got the ball back, got the minute back, went down and kicked the field goal and tied it at thirteen. You know, obviously hindsight right there is twenty twenty. Like, man, I wish I had those points. Uh, but still, I mean, any any points you could get in that game, I I think you should take them when your defense is playing so well. I mean, it, it's last year I think Hugh Freeze would have kicked those field goals, right? Because he trusted in his defense to win games for him. I mean, what what am I forgetting about last season and field goals? I, I know two years ago was the Alabama game when Freeze could have kicked all the field goals and he went for it. I totally get that. You know, well, you weren't going to win that game by field goals. Ritter was not very good. Let's just have And Wonderlick was a freshman last season. But still, I think 
I think Freeze has a proclivity to swing too far either direction. I think that's part of being a young coach, but I think when Freeze's defense is playing really well, he goes too conservative on offense. Uh, and I think when Freeze's defense shows a couple of inconsistencies, he freaks out too much and tries to do too many things on offense. For instance, going forward on fourth and one when you you know have one of the worst percentages in the country on down and short distance. No, um, I, I I agree that he does kind of change his mind on that. There's not a consistent pattern. The one thing I'll say, regardless of whether or not you think you should have gone for it at that stage, what the biggest thing for this team down the stretch is they're going to have to convert a key third and one or fourth and one at some point. And they have not been able to do that all year, whether it's lack, whether it's lack of quality across the entire offensive line, whether it's running backs not good enough, whether it's the play calling, or probably a combination of everything. They have to figure something out. If they can, they have a great shot at running the table here. You get Arkansas at home. Fr- Freeze has played. I mean, I can't think of a time they outside of the Texas game his first year they really ever got blown out at home. I think his next worst loss was to Missouri in 2013. Yeah, but, that was like 24 13 or something. But that was a that was a game through. That was at least a, on the scoreboard still a game throughout the throughout the whole throughout most of the fourth quarter. I think Bo had the flu that night and Ritter missed a short kick. They had they had a couple. I mean, there was it was competitive. Missouri was better, but it was competitive. So I think it is it. I think it's ten and a half against Arkansas this week. I mean, yeah, Vegas, something like that. Ten, ten and a half. Vegas likes the Rebs. Eleven. If Connor comes back, I guess, I guess we're previewing Arkansas now. We'll get back to Auburn here in a second. I mean, but, I think yeah, we will in a second. I, I think Vegas with that line a little bit is trying to sucker Ole Miss fans because I, 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 I do think it'll be a close-ish game. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. If Connor can come back, if Connor comes back and is effective and can help cover Hunter Henry, I really because I think they can tackle Collins. Collins is a good back, but he's not a blazer. No, they, it, they can definitely tackle him. They've, yeah, they've, they've played the run well the past couple weeks. I mean, Javon Robinson had a few good runs, but he's a, I mean, he's a quality back. And yeah, all, Arkansas I mean, doesn't have anybody. Javon Robinson going to get yards on the ground, and, at least in spurts. That is the one thing they do uh, exceptionally well. So that. I think if they can cover Hunter Henry, then I think they and not give up big blown plays. I mean, they look CJ Hampton turned the wrong way, let Ricardo Lewis just walk by him on. So that's first that's another thing from the Auburn game. I mean, the defense overall played really well outside of a couple of plays, and that was really the big one because um, it let Auburn take that ten three lead. Was that fake Statue of Liberty uh, end around and Hampton kind of bit on it. Ricardo Lewis went deep over the top. Um, Sean White threw a nice ball. That was reminiscent of the first two years. I feel like that Ole Miss played Gus Malzahn, but at the, the difference was that Auburn wasn't producing on the regular plays. You know, Ole Miss's defense really shut down the the Auburn offense. And to use the term Auburn offense, what we saw on Saturday, um, that's a, that's kind of a liberal usage because that was a very strange quarterback shuffling I mean we'd see carry on Johnson on first down uh you know Jeremy Johnson on se- no sorry carry on was it Williams what's his name something carry on whatever it was a patchwork job because I mean White. Yeah, Jeremy Johnson on second down Sean White on third down I mean it was silly another another reason I don't understand Gus going for it is because he has an amazing kicker like really good he really does he has a 56 yarder on the season that's for college. That's really good. Yeah, but I think I mean Gus deep down knew Ole Miss was the better team and tried to. I mean, it was coaching for 
I hope when, when you get stopped on fourth down, you give up all the momentum that you could have held on to with the field goal. Especially yeah, a long field goal. That's very true. We you look at it from a yardage standpoint, you ask yourself, how did Ole Miss only score 27 points? Well, it's the really? same thing with A&M last week. I mean, how did Ole Miss only score 23 points? They can get, if they can get efficient scoring, or at least at least respectable, then, I mean, it's all sitting there for them. But, I mean, my takeaways with the Auburn game, outside, outside of the Ricardo Lewis play, I thought the defense played really well. Um, they've been a couple times, but they – it really stopped Auburn in the red zone, which is key. That's important. Yeah, the red zone defense is kind of getting back to where it was last season, where if, if you're able to tackle a team inside the 10, you feel good about holding them to a field goal. I'm starting to get back to that same place I was last season. The other touchdown or long – I can't remember, it was a long pass of the day was um, basically – I mean, it was OPI against Auburn. Sure, yeah. Threw Trey on the ground and they didn't call it. That, that was – I tell you, that officiating crew – I don't think they were biased. They were just awful. I mean, how in the world was that? I mean, I don't know what you thought. I thought Jeremy Johnson clearly fumbled the ball at the end. Oh of that. yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought that was that was pretty obvious. Um, but I also think the whole Laquan review and confirmation. I, I think that was a payback call for the missed pass interference you just referenced. I mean, they were bad refs, but I agree they weren't necessarily bad one way in particular. I mean, it was overall, they had no idea what was going on out there. It's just another reminder that the biggest weakness with the Southeastern Conference product, really the college football product in totality, is the officiating. They have, there has to well, be. Well, that, that and the fact that you don't pay your employees. But yes, yeah, the officiating well, is bad, I agree. Well, I mean, the employees a labor dispute from a quality of just the pure watch the game on TV aspect. <laughs> Right, you're very. You sound like a, like an industrialist with like a monocle. Like I, I don't, I don't care what conditions the laborers. Go on, go on. Giving you the company line from Indianapolis. Go on, the student athletes, student athletes, student athletes. With that education, that's gonna take them so far that the general, the general studies degree that they essentially have to have to major in, in order to have enough time to commit to playing football. Any, Anyway, we'll save that soapbox for the offseason. We have nothing to talk about. Yeah, because but, we're the, this is the only podcast that talks about that stuff. So we, we know you guys are very interested in our thoughts on the NCAA, but we'll, we'll save it. We'll save it. We'll save it. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I mean, what are your thoughts on this team going forward, Justin? Are you, I mean, I'm, I'm starting to buy back into the notion. I think they beat Arkansas. I think 10, 10 and a half is a really good number. I think it's a 10. I, you know, I, I think Ole Miss comes. I think they can win by seventeen. I really, th- if Connor can come out and be effective, well, I think I, I think it can go either way. I, I think it will. First of all, there's a little rain in the forecast for this weekend. Um, that trends towards Arkansas, but we got Keem Judd now. He's making dudes move. That's going. true. We'll get to that. Keem Judd shaking and baking on that uh, that you formidable Auburn uh, linebacker. Jones in your touchdown pool, then you're just lying because nobody had nobody on the face of the earth had That's a good that. Point. No, if you had if you had a Keem Judd from 25 yards out, you you definitely won big on that one. Um, that was a hell of a play. That was awesome. Derek Jones too. Those are those were the two best touchdowns. I mean, yes, Laquan's was amazing, but that's just vintage Laquan. I mean, that's that's just like throw it on the highlight tape because his back shoulder is where he's making his money. Um, but I was going to say, in this Arkansas game, I could see it going either way. I could see it being um, kind of a, you know, a heavyweight fight. Um, 
Ole Miss makes some mistakes, has some breaks not go their way, lets Auburn hang around. I mean, Arkansas hang around until the end um, and doesn't cover. At the same time, looking at the way Ole Miss scored and more importantly didn't score in the last two games, um, I could see this being a game where all the breaks go in Ole Miss's favor and they and they put up the 40 points they've been basically trying to put up the last two weeks. Um, so we'll see. It'll be interesting. Um, I do want to see what officials are, are in Oxford. I, I think that, yes, SEC officials on the whole are bad, but there are certain crews, and by crews I mean the main guy because that's all that I know is like the face that talks on the microphone. Like There are certain ones you are like, okay, this, this guy's pretty good. Tom Ritter's crew is pretty good. You know the, you're going to get a decent Right, guy. exactly. He's good. Outside of that, you're kind of There are a couple others. Well, the guy we had – in Auburn, literally, he he looks he has like a dumb face. Like he looks like <laughs> he looks yeah. like he's like one of the Louisianans from the Water Boy, uh, or <laughs> something. Like he just you can tell that he's kind of sl- well. This is terrible to say, but he has that look that he doesn't really know what's going on out there. And his crew kind of calls games the same way. So as soon as I saw him out there, I was like, oh god, here we go, here we go. Um, but Ole Miss fans really, I don't think, can complain about the calls until one completely loses them a game, and then. And then you can talk, I guess. It oh, goes, I mean, it goes in cycles. I mean, they'll probably. I mean, I mean it's got nothing on that. They'll dude. probably get a random break the next couple of weeks. Hopefully. I agree. That's 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 kind of what I'm getting at. I could see this being the week where all the calls go old misses way, all the bounces go old misses way, and they make a lot of points just as easily as it can happen the opposite every week, and you can end up, you know, playing poorly against a team you're expected to beat by a lot. Um, so we'll see. It'll be interesting. Um, I think it's really good to have the bye week for LSU. You don't have to worry about looking ahead, really, because it's really each game is its own season for the rest of the rest of the year here. Agree, and plus Arkansas then turns around and goes and plays LSU to to at least it'll be a physical. It's always a physical. Yeah, we get we get LSU plays Bama and then Arkansas and then Ole Miss. So I like that. I think the key the key takeaway from this Arkansas matchup is Hunter Henry, the tight end against. Whoever, presumably Husky will be covering him. We'll see how many plays Connor, how many snaps Connor can play. I guess the real, qu- the interesting question from a personnel standpoint, if I'm Womack, is do I mean, you you want Hilton on the field because he, I mean, Hilton's a good football player and he's like he's Womack's favorite player. Do you, I mean, do you? Pers- I guess Justin Michigan see, do you think that Connor and Hilton split snaps at Husky and? They leave Hampton and no, Trey think, on the back end, put, or do you, or does he go basically full time reinsert Connor, have one of the, have CJ Moore or Z and or Z Woods spell him, and then put Hilton full time back at strong next to Trey? I think neither of those. I think I think Hilton becomes your third corner and you're back up to Hampton and you just kind of rotate him and get him on the field for as many snaps as possible. Just because I think Hilton's a better option than Kalo Moore at corner or Cam Ordway, something like that. I mean, I really think it's situational. You have to look at, you know, you, you could really have him spell Tony, CJ Hampton and either Ken or Tony Bridges um, or, or have mouth on the field in a, a nickel package um, it will be interesting to see for sure. I, I don't think that you put him back there splitting snaps with Hampton because Hampton, besides that balloon coverage on the trick play, it seems to have taken pretty well um, to that spot. And obviously you're going to need him to be a leader in that secondary next season after you lose guys like Hilton 
and Elston and potentially Connor. I agree. And I was listening to Trey's interview today where right before popping on, and Trey said that they got the call in late on that first touchdown. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with Hampton looked like he went. No, wrong. they did. Did you see the replay? Were you watching on TV when they showed the replay? Ole Miss only had ten men on the field. God. Yeah, no, it was a it was a complete broken play. I mean, it's kind of amazing that they had the coverage they did. Blame the coaches. Everybody wants to fire somebody, get on board. Table cobbleson, you can have your (laughs) well. Yeah, I mean, you blame the coaches for that, but really, you tip your hat to to Auburn. That's their whole game plan is to catch you sleeping, and they only did it once. So I'm I'm happy without that outcome from playing tricky old Gus on the plains. And, man, I tell you, I would not be upset if they didn't win another football game this season. That includes Idaho. Uh, nobody likes them. I mean, it's – We were talking it, about this before the show, so we should get into it now. I mean, what does this mean for Gus Malzahn? This is year three. and year one, he went to the national championship game. Uh, year two, I believe he finished regular season eight and four. And year three, he'll be lucky to get six and six. Yeah, I mean, the record – it's it's turning quick on him here, and you can't act like you know he hasn't been recruiting because I mean their classes are have been ranked above Ole Miss the last two years, I believe. Well, what's happened to him? Is let me let whole, me get on the two four seven composite. You talk. What what's happened here is that essentially everybody assumed Jeremy Johnson's going to come in and be a stud, and if you have a good quarterback, everything else is all well and dandy because they well, do you, have a. Good you know why they assumed that is because Gus Malzahn said it over and over before the season started. I mean that he was I mean they took Johnson to media day I mean every indication from he every, was not afraid he, he did was, not shy away from, and in the limited times I had seen him in games he looked good but then it just completely fell apart not from from just a mental confidence standpoint I mean then he's Gus has pulled the plug on the Sean White I I could see Sean White winning eight or nine games. I don't see him winning a, winning a championship. And I'll tell you, looking at this Auburn schedule next year, I guess they released all the schedules last week. We we, we could get into that here later. Ole Miss has got a hellacious 2016 schedule. It's, a, it's got seven and five rebuild. Get Shea some experience. I don't that. know. I think, I, think it's, I, I think next season, if you hit on the people you need to hit on, um, first and foremost, Shea Patterson, uh, probably second priority would be a, a Greg Little – I was gonna say I don't want to go. I don't want to go through the 2016 offensive line right now. Yeah, no, it's too depressing. But no, I I just wanted to say, you know, looking at that schedule, I think it's a team that steals eight and four and claims a huge victory and gets a lot of momentum going into the off season. Um, I I just think that they're going to be slept on, but they're going to have a lot to prove, and that's something we haven't seen from a freeze team in a couple of years. They'll get they'll get FSU with a new quarterback. Of course, they probably have a new quarterback too. If they can somehow win the opening game, I think they can get, have an idea. No, I think – I mean, I think Chad Kelly is your starter next year. I, you think Chad's coming back? Yeah, he, I think he is. I mean – He's thrown just enough interceptions, to right? Exactly. He's thrown just. I, I also let's just let's say it now because yep. I think we figured it out. Um, Chad Kelly is too short. Chad, Chad Kelly, but he's not going to fix that by staying another year. No, 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 no. I know, I'm, I know. But I'm saying before the season, I think we we were hopeful that you know that's really the only knock on him, and we were hopeful that you know that's overstated. You know, there's passing lanes, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but you look at the batted balls, you look at the success rate on rollout versus pocket passing. I mean, it's, it's kind of insane that we're not rolling them out on every pass play. 
Um, he's so much more effective when he gets out of the open field on the run. He's a benefit out and assume we're going to see a lot of rollout here the next next. I think I think weeks. they're saving they're saving some of it for when they really need it. But well, his rollout well, passing. Warner will call, more Warner play calling means more rollout. That's yeah. So, but I mean, I just think you know, love Chad Kelly. He's got a he's got a hell of an arm. I, I think he has NFL caliber arm. Um, super tough. He's really football smart, um, but I think the knock on him is obviously his height. It's, it's going to be his height moving forward. Um, he's going to get the Johnny Manziel comparison. Um, and, I mean, until a 6-1 quarterback, you know, comes out of high college and, and proves him wrong. I mean, how tall is Aaron Rodgers? He's not that tall, huh? Aaron Rodgers. He's is the six-foot example. Chelly's got an NFL. I mean, Chelly. Chad Kelly Chelly. has an NFL arm, but I know what you're saying. I think the – I think the height might be one of the factors that keeps him at Ole Miss one more year to prove he can The quarterback class is bad. The other thing is he knows that his two tackles are leaving. Mm -hmm. And that's a – I mean, if you're Chad, do you want to stick around with – I mean, you – is still a senior? I mean, is he – they're going to – Yeah, still still, still a senior. Still Bell, Morris, Laramie Tunsil, Fawn Cooper, all gone. I I mean, you'll have Sims, Taylor – and Patterson inside. So guard theory. I mean Taylor. Yeah, Taylor and Patterson. You're fine. Do you, do you move? They, they will. They will all improve. Presuming Taylor gets back. Put Sean Rawlings. You put Sean Rawlings at center. You put Conyers back at right tackle. And then you, okay. you have, so you have to buy, find an instant impact left tackle. I'll buy the Rawlings can play center theory. So, and if you get give Patterson and Taylor and Sims another year, I think they can be. And Solid then you guard. also look at one of the red shirt guards to at least move into the rotation. Um, tackles, I don't know what the hell you do outside of Conyers. Yeah, that's... I mean, hell, Christian Morris is out with an undisclosed neck injury. He's a bust anyway. I, I, he's, I, he's, by all accounts, he's a nice kid. But so, I mean, I think I think that's why you hear talk of trying to sign Greg Little, five-star high schooler, as well as two Juco tackles. Uh, oh, they have to get little and Alex Givens. I mean, Michael Howard's going to take into the year, probably get heavy at in. least, at least. Yeah. Alex, get, they have to Alex get Givens him ready. Yeah, I agree. Able to contribute. I agree. Um, back to what we were talking about a second ago, Auburn, even in 2013, Auburn's recruiting class was ranked ahead of Ole Misses in the two, four, seven composite, uh, 2014, they were sixth in the country. Ole Miss was 15th. And this year they were, Sorry. This year they dropped a little to 11th. But still, I mean, you can't say that Malzahn just doesn't have the talent, right? I mean, I I think his problem was trying to go from a dual threat quarterback run driven offense to a pocket passing offense. I think that's been his real issue. He's got locker. He's had locker room chemistry issues since game one. Well, that too. too that but defense has been playing. Looking weird. at the product on the field, outside of the chemistry issues, which obviously show on the field, um, I, I I just think he was so dangerous when he was running those smoke and mirror, uh, multiple option, you know, pre snap motion running plays. That was what like, he was. A, he was a spread power run offense. And this season, um, without a real runner at quarterback, they've just been pedestrian. So I don't, I don't know where he goes from here. I mean, how many games do you think he has to win next season to be back off the hot seat? Um, feels like a. And looking at their schedule here, they host Clemson to start the year. That's going to be tough. A um, and M at home, winnable. We, we'll, we'll get to the Kevin Someone QB circus here in a minute when we recap the league. That is, 
that's a hard one to explain. They go to Starkville. I mean, the fact that Kevin Sumlin... Although without Dak next year, I don't know how they're going to look. Um, I mean, honestly, they'll probably look... Uh, they'll probably look about like they did two years ago in Dak's first season. They get I mean, Vanderbilt at home in terms of the rotational opponent, so that is a plus for them. For Auburn or for... Yeah, for Auburn. For Auburn, yeah. and then... Let's, you know, Georgia, I don't know what happens next year with Georgia. I get that Eason might be their quarterback. Yeah, well, if you're Ole Miss, you're hoping that they're breaking in a new coach because Georgia, yeah, Georgia's I, coming to Oxford next season. I can see Mark Rick in Georgia saying, you know what, 15 years, it's been a good run. But That's what but, everybody says right now. I'm kind of worried about Georgia next year. I mean, Chubb is back. Eason, even as a freshman, is probably better than Grayson Lambert. He's still a true freshman, though. If Ch- if Chad comes back, they they'll win eight games. I feel like, and they, yeah. they could be, and they could be dangerous too. I mean, you'll have a lot of young talent on that team, but I I I'll believe Chad comes back when he when he announces he's coming back. I expect him to leave, but we'll see how that unfolds. I hmm, it's really tough. It's a really tough spot for the Ole Miss coaches because when Shea Patterson committed, oh Shea comes in, he'll get Shea will rotate in occasionally. Definitely, definitely, definitely. But for the coaches, your your dilemma is: do we want to encourage our SEC leading quarterback uh, with crazy arm talent, uh, a JUCO national championship, tons of experience comparatively under his belt? Do you want to encourage him to leave early for the draft? Or do you want to risk hurting the ego of the best recruit your program's had in 12 years? Is that When did Eli commit? No, 15 years. I mean, it's a tough spot for, for Hugh Freeze and the coaches to be in. Oh, but. It's Chad Chad has to make the best decision for him and his NFL potential. If he, and if he comes back, he's the starter. But right. you, and Shea will get snaps. And. It'll be interesting. I mean, I, if Shea – I mean, assuming Chad comes back and Shea gets on campus, gets in camp, and there's no issues, it'll be interesting to see – the the race between those two because I mean Chad was a Chad was a blue chipper coming out of high school but not quite to the level that Shea is I mean Shea is by a lot of accounts the best there, player in the there country. won't be a competition unless Shea goes out there and is and is the greatest quarterback ever but we'll, we'll I mean hopefully we'll hopefully we'll have that problem I don't right. think we will. We'll see. Right, so should, you, should you, don't, you don't think we will because Chad's going. I'm like more Chad. worried. I'm more worried of losing Shea than Chad personally. But that's just me. It sounds they've look they've put the wheels back on the the cart the past couple of weeks. I think. I mean, assuming. I mean, I think it, you, we got to Ole Miss needs to beat Arkansas and then just win one of the last two, and you're in good shape with recruits. Well, yeah, and Shea. I mean, Shea's coming unless you fall apart down the stretch and then it gives them an excuse to look around but i think that i don't think that'll happen but we will see that unfold should we go around the league now yeah yeah i just started make fun you of know, when i started thinking about Gus, when need... i started thinking about shay and potentially not coming to Ole Miss stuff like that i just i get kind of get kind of choked up so sorry i was um I went to SCSports.com. He said Alabama was his number two. And well, he said Alabama was his number two for visits. He didn't even say Alabama was his backup. He said, if I was going to visit anywhere, it would probably be Alabama. And that was the quote that got blown up. My point was going to be, do you really want to go to Alabama? No, absolutely not. Like They don't 
I mean, Shea was Shea was number one on LSU's board in Louisiana, and he said, "I don't want to go play in that offense." So why would you want to go to Bama? I mean, the guy. If I were Shea, I want to go somewhere else. I'd look hard at Florida because I think McElwain coaches. Hell yeah, yeah, for decent. real. But but look, but he will come. He can come to Ole Miss. He'll be he'll be looked at hard because of the hype. And then the reason you, I mean, you don't go to Florida. There's too much competition. Right, because I mean, you got Will Greer back half with you next season, Trayon Harris, and I'm sure they already have another decent quarterback in this class. But sure. I don't know. We're here, we're at Ole Miss. It's all paved out for him. He might have to share some time with Chad next year, but then he's got two years just being the guy. So, yeah, exactly. So we'll see. Okay, looking around the league. So um, let's, so let's make. I got a topic here. Let's look, let's make fun of someone in A and M. They won thirty five twenty eight. Their defense gave up twenty eight points against a walk on quarterback. And I do help me figure this one out. So Kyler Murray starts this past week after effectively being suspended against Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. What? And, and I don't know if you probably saw the story come out last week, where essentially the locker room allegedly is divided fifty-fifty between Murray and Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, really, I mean, with the fact that Murray then was named the starter after you know be, being suspended for arguing with coaches. I was say being suspended for cursing out a coach. That is. Wow, you got to I mean, think that's not going to help your locker room issues. Or maybe, maybe the locker room looks at him and says he's got a higher ceiling and was just some. some well, see, like, I oh. think what you have to do in that situation is what I think Freeze did with the quarterbacks, and basically get the whole team on the same page, which is we want to win big. And then once you're on that page, you kind of show them the outcomes with each quarterback and say, okay, only only one of these quarterbacks can get us where we want to go. And you have to make it about you know the outcomes. You can't make it about the individuals, and that, that's the only way you can do it. I, I would guess, and 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 Mary would make sense in that situation because Allen's hurt. Yeah, I mean, it may just and it may just be an injury thing where someone said, "Look, Allen's hurt. He he was not effective at all against Ole Miss." Right. But, I mean, no team likes losing, so I, I would think that would help a little bit in the locker room just to say, "Hey, do y'all really want to do what we did again in Oxford? Like, let's try something different." If Murray plays well and essentially takes the job, I mean, MB, I mean, Kyle Allen's going to go transfer. Which oh yeah, would be interesting to see the number one player in the country two years, number one quarterback in the country two years ago, basically out on the out on the market. He should go to Texas. That'd be. I hope who whichever one of these guys transfers a just goes to Texas. That'd be that'd right. be fun. Or he could go to uh, Florida State. He could Jimbo take him in, but I mean I'd be worried though. I mean look at look at Jeremy Johnson. I think he might be broken. Like it, there's there's a possibility that Allen could be. I mean mentally, I think Allen struggled almost as much as he has physically the last the last two games I saw him play. In. But Allen's played like well in time, spurts as a starter. He can he could go somewhere and still have a career. Jeremy Johnson is just mentally. Broke as you mentioned, right? That's what I'm saying. So what's the what's the difference? Like how how long does it? How long does Allen get left out there and throw picks before he gets to the same level? Like I just don't. I'm just saying, if it's possible with Johnson, it seems possible with Allen to me too. But we'll see. Well, plus Allen got hurt. I mean, Allen went healthy. He's played. Yeah, he's played decent. I think it's. I think it's an injury where Johnson's strictly a mental thing. Mm -hmm. So. We'll see. So A and M wins by seven. A lot of I saw people were taking A and M to win that game. Carolina covers. Who do the Aggies have a soft schedule down the stretch? They well they host Auburn next week. That'll be the uh, Neptune Bowl. Wow, that game's at seven thirty Eastern, which is basically yeah. it's going against LSU Alabama. So about so basically there will be. Um, let's Wait, see. so that that means they set that game time. 
before A and M lost to Ole Miss and Auburn lost to Arkansas and Ole Miss, right? They, they, set, they set the game times three weeks out. Uh, no, two weeks. So they but, set the game time Monday, right after Ole Miss had lost. I mean, it's on the SEC network, so they had to. They basically had to put it there as a, as a slot and said, "Okay." Well, oh yeah, that is that's actually not a very good slot. The SEC network night game. You know, it's not. There's no ESPN night slot for the SEC because of the uh, doubleheader, CBS. Yeah, I like I like Ole Miss getting the two thirty game. Yeah, I that's a good time. I mean, I'd rather have it on the road, but two thirty is a good time. My question is, who calls that game? Because I'm assuming Vernon Gary do the night game. Uh, it's I think Jamie Erdahl does the sideline for CBS, and I don't know who's doing. It. Is it Brian Jones in the booth now? They. They keep Aaron Taylor. They keep changing it up. It used to. You know, I don't know because I I I don't remember ever watching the second. Brando did series. it for a couple years, and it used to. Then it was a. Uh, it was Burline and Bowler Jack. Um, way back in the day. Is that right though? Like we'll we'll get the the B squad, but yeah, I, I I didn't know Vernon Gary. Good. Like, well, yeah, they, CBS, CBS is decent. I wish they'd send Houston. I know he works for them, um, but. <laughs> I, I guess I guess my question was I didn't know that that Vern stayed up for the seven thirty games, but I guess we'll we'll see if he falls asleep during the Bam LSU. We'll see. He's done this every year. He he's he's got one like he, he, one night one night a year. He, he prepares for it for weeks. Um, okay, other funny things in the league I think was Florida beating Georgia twenty seven to three. That was something. Well, let's talk about Mark Rick. I mean, the game was ugly. There's nothing to talk about there with the game. Should we? Or what do you think? If you're Georgia, do you get rid of Rick? Um, you might lose Jacob Eason in the process if you do that. But, I mean, I think he, my view on this is, I mean, Georgia and Mark Rick have had their run, but I just don't see I don't see Rick winning a title there, especially he's not taking advantage of the, of the inept SEC East the past couple of years. But the, kid, the flips I, the flip side is who, right. Here's who you the get question. To That's the question. There's really, I mean, for there to be so many openings, there are very few candidates. Fuente is gonna get. He like, is the only one with the hot name. He's gonna. He might not be the. He might not get to pick his job exactly, but he's gonna get. He's gonna have two or three good opportunities. So my question is, which is great for Ole Miss because play Memphis again next year. Let's get Fuente the hell out of there. Um, I feel the same way about Mark Correct and anyone else on our schedule that wants to leave. Um, Jimbo, Jimbo, looking at oh, you. Wait, just, can Georgia go get Kirby Smart and do they? Is Kirby Smart what, better? What, would they want to? I mean, hell, I... he's a Georgia alum. The, the long. The long-standing thought is that he's been waiting for that job to open up, and he was ever going to leave. I thought the long-standing thought was Smart was going to replace Saban. I people say all, say all these things, and they talked about Miles too. If I'm Kirby, I'd rather go to Georgia than replace Saban because replacing yeah. Saban, there's no way to win. No there. replacing replacing Rick actually, I don't think would be the worst gig. I mean, I, I think, no, yeah, I mean, you you have the recruiting base, and they I mean, well, and also just because of expectations, like you're not going to shatter their expectations any more than Rick has. So I mean, nine and three, nine and three first year, it's like all right, you know, you're going to go, you're close to getting us back up. Back yeah. on top. I, I mean, Mike. Another question would be: What NFL teams are firing their coaches this year? Because I would look to those guys to fill some college spots. Yeah, but oof. no, I know it's a it's a rough year to have all these openings. I mean, Chip Kelly's a wild card, but he would go to. I mean, Chip, Chip Kelly, Kelly's not going to Georgia. Chip Kelly. What about USC? Chip, he'd either go to USC or. 
I mean, if Oregon fire what's his face to bring Chip Kelly back, it wouldn't stun me. But I don't yeah, think I would. That wouldn't stun me either. Kelly's either going to be back at the Eagles again next year because they're not just awful. They're, I mean, Kelly probably gets another year at the Eagles, barring a second half collapse. And I, if he goes back to college, he goes to USC though. I mean, that's that's the best. That's that's. Unless well, Texas dumps Charlie to go get Kelly, that's conceivable too. It's USC, in, well, I don't think Texas would do that without an AD. I mean, that's a good point. USC and Georgia are the two best jobs on the market, and I almost think that we're ranking USC ahead of Georgia because we're so familiar with Georgia and how Georgia they are. But resource wise, I mean, it's probably a better Is job. Georgia's than administration committed to doing whatever it takes. Well, I think if they get rid of Rick, that's yeah, they're saying yes, we're ready to win. Are they getting rid of Rick because they're ready to win, or because they simply have to? to well, if you don't, if if you if you if you're not ready to win at all costs, don't fire Rick because he's a great coach. If you're just you know feel good, nine and three and right years, your your objective, and maybe you, I mean. Keep it in there. I don't know. I mean, I think Rick would. I think Rick would win the SEC if you gave him another ten years. <laughs> I mean, I think he would do it. I think he'd well, find the a way. Is he wanted. Uh, he wanted his second and right. fifth year. Right, because the job is good enough. But I don't know. If Rick's I'm, a weird case. I don't. I don't know how he's so dependable in losing the I, games like this. I wish Mark. I wish Rick would either go to. Take the Miami job on culturally, that'd be interesting. But I think he could he could go to Miami and do he'd be a good steadying force there. For the Virginia Tech job opening up here today, we can make some sense as well for Rick. I guess South Carolina is an option too, although it'd be kinda of weird to bounce in the same division. Well it's but, weird with all these openings, uh, we're talking about one that's not actually open yet. But I mean, after that that twenty seven three, that really was the the talk. I mean, and you got to feel for Rick too because Nick Chubb is out for the season. I mean, yeah, but we. I agree. They they should have been year, better if this, this year. year. Was by itself, we'd be like, okay. I mean, yeah. okay, you're Georgia. But how, this is three years in a row, we've just been like, man. Also, they, when you lose your quarterback, how do you go get the UVA backup? Like, that's the best open market quarterback like Georgia Ramsey, could find. Ramsey's a flop, is what that tells me. And the guy they started this past week, I mean, that was mind blowing. But they, I mean, Eason coming in, do you? I just. Well, I agree with you. If they fire Rick, they're going to lose Eason. Because if they fire it, turn around, and hire Kirby immediately. I think they have a chance of keeping Eason. I don't know. Because they're going to fire Schottenheimer too, I right? And that was, a, and that was. I don't well, know. Schottenheimer's already fired. I don't know why he's on the sideline still. But he's Wait, is fact. he? Is there, oh, you, you just mean he's going to be fired? Oh, he. I can't believe they ever hired him. Mm-hmm. I mean, Schottenheimer's horrible. Well, people were saying that was going to be a disaster from the beginning. That was the most predictable train wreck ever. I think Easton's from Washington, I believe, but is in the state, not not the nation's capital. So I mean, right. where's he gonna where's he gonna go if he if he's gonna turn if he doesn't want to come to Georgia? USC, I mean, USC. You think you, they're hiring a coach too? Do they? Yes. Yeah. And does it didn't USC? But if he didn't want to go to USC now, is USC like, where the Rosen one, where actually, the Rosen one is? Washington. Probably New Sarkeesian was an alcoholic. Okay, that can make sense. Um, Eason or go because I wouldn't go to. I mean, or he's not going to go to the Washington schools. Who's Michigan's quarterback? Ooh, Ooh. yeah, that could be that. I mean, I'm just 
Mm-hmm. When you look at a kid like Eason, and and one thing about Eason is he is tall. Um, I could I think he could pretty much choose from the elite programs. Basically, just who has the best path to starting out of you know the ten or fifteen best programs, and I think that's what he'll do. I think Georgia should. should I think. Georgia I mean, if Rick's I was Easton, I wouldn't want to play in Rick's offense. And I would come – Georgia should bring in Kirby Smart. Kirby would keep it clean. He knows how to keep everything clean enough, yet he's got a meaner edge than Rick. And I think and I think Kirby would do a good job. And it's a very winnable division outside of outside of Florida. But, I mean, Tennessee's, at, Tennessee's actually – I mean, they're, they're going to be overhyped in the offseason, but they're going to be pretty good next year. But other than those two teams, I mean, the rest of the division is – Cupcake City. So that's I, I was sitting here basically the last ten minutes. I figure out what should I would I actually get rid of Rick? And the answer is I think I would get rid of Rick for Smart. I, I think I I would not. I don't want Kirby Smart as my head coach. But I think you just have to ask yourself how important is winning and how important is you know having a coach you can be proud of. Because if you fire Rick, you don't know really. You open the door to all kinds of things happening, but. I mean, that's just the risk you take if you get tired of losing the big game every single year. So we'll see. We'll see what option they go with. Um, yep. Nothing else really happened of note in the league Arkansas this week. Arkansas gave up 28 to UT Martin, but I don't really judge that because, I mean, you're yeah. the best guys who, at this who point. Who cares? Who cares? Um, we covered them in detail. Houston, Blank, Vandy. I thought Vandy could somewhat keep that game close. Totally got that wrong. Well, I didn't watch, but well, 30, well, 34 well, to nothing isn't a isn't, – necessarily a blowout at least not in the first half i mean i don't know how 34 nothing's not necessarily a blowout that's, well, what, that's the quote of the pod you could you can win a moral victory at okay this point. It's, it's the hugh freeze florida press conference all over again this is as well we you know it was just a couple plays and you know if they had one catch had gone differently this could have changed the outcome of the game and it spiraled no 34 nothing's getting your ass kicked I mean, I just think it's—I just think it's funny that you talk out of so many sides of your mouth about you know about what is what you know. Was the team dead after Memphis, or is it still alive? Which one is it? Well, they're, they, is, they, the, is the team lost, or do they know what they're doing? That's a good question. Is Freeze a good coach, or is he a bad coach? Uh, Freeze has given up play calling more. Most of his play calling the past couple of weeks, which is the biggest thing. I was critical of Freeze. I didn't think he'd give up play calling. He's done that. He has surprised me. So I got that one wrong. And I, I still, still I want to know what was said the, the day after the Memphis game in the locker room because something was clearly screwed up, and then it got more or less it's been more or less rectified from a on the field give a shit perspective. What in the world that was? I, I mean, well, I think probably it was people talking about all of the stuff that they've gone through to get like Justin Bell, Trey Elston, Mike Hilton, and then even like Laquan. Uh, some other people. I mean, they they can just tell these younger guys, like, you know, how dare you not play hard for me being in this situation? You know, I've been through so much. I've seen two and ten. I've broken my ankle on the goal line against Auburn. I mean, I, I just think it was really reminding them that if everyone doesn't give effort, the what basically they, they said it the week after they were they were saying. We can all do the right thing, and if one person on the field doesn't do their job, we're screwed. Look at Hampton on that trick play. Um, and I just think that was a message that needed to get across to some of those backups that were trying to fill those gaps on the defensive secondary, um, and also to some to some offensive players. Yeah, and it's still somewhat. I guess I mean I'll buy that. And the guys they lost. I mean, seven no CJ, no Connor on the field from a 
on the field intensity standpoint makes sense. And you, I mean, you had to Hampton and Gates needed time more as full-time starters. I mean, I, I can see it just didn't – part of it's just the pure frustration. I mean, part of the Memphis reaction is the frustration because if, if they run the table, they're going to miss the playoff because they lost to Memphis, mm-hmm. which is just mind-blowing to think about. But yet, it's going to At the happen. same time, you know, if you – if you eke out a win over Memphis, can, can you really say that the team would be in the right place mentally for the stretch? No, I completely no. They would. They. I completely agree. They would. They would not. They have a better chance of winning the league now because of the way things went. Right, because they were. They kind of were in the fire. They. I think it brought the team together too. And Freeze talked about it some this week. Um, just that they had to remember that the outside voices don't make your team any better. They don't make your team any worse. You have to go out there. And also it sounds like, I mean, this is it's a cliche in football, but everyone on the team is echoed it over and over. It sounds like they're just having much more productive practices. Yeah, it sounds like more physicality. The ultimate judgment will be here. I mean, I think they take care of Arkansas this weekend. The LSU and state games that will, will be are massive. For the problem groups. is, the problem is, I think if you lose to LSU, you're losing both. Yeah, I, I, think I, you, I you have to you have to beat LSU to give yourself a chance mentally to win in Starkville. Because if it, I just don't see it, I because it's different from last season where the three losses came um, and then you had time to kind of bounce back for state. It's going to be if you beat Arkansas by week, lose to LSU, it's a punch in the gut. There's no way you're getting back up to get ready that week for state. I completely agree. The LSU game because free because I mean, if this team goes nine and three, I think we still look at the season. If they lose either of those games, we're going to say combined with everything else, we're going to look at this as a disappointment. Only because one of the losses wasn't at Alabama. Well, exactly. I mean, and I mean, they that changed that changed everything for the season. That one night. Completely shifted expectations. Plus, it's the third. I mean, you know, all, I mean, the, the I mean, Kim Dichie, Laquan, Laramie, Connor, throw Ingram in there if you'd like as well. Those guys, we know this is. I mean, from a talent standpoint, they have the potential. So it, but they can, if, if they run the table and don't go to the playoff, nobody's gonna. Look, I don't. I don't think he, this season's not a failure. You won the league. You had an inexplicable. Oh, if you get if you get to Atlanta for the first time, that's a victory. You I can mean, even you even lose the SEC title game if they win the fine. West seasons. Exactly. They win the I West season. LSU at home is a is, is a colossal game, and the Freeze team is going to really be it's it's going to be overvalued for how we look at Freeze and just season, but it is what it is. I mean, at the, the flip side of this kind of depressing conversation is, I think if Ole Miss beats Arkansas. I mean, they have a really good shot at LSU, I think. I mean, I, Freeze I plays well they, against LSU. It's at home. Ole Miss has played home. well all season at home. Connors, definitely. The crowd is going to be I insane. Mean, they've played the run pretty well the past couple weeks. It, I, and I, and like it, I've said all season, I mean, give Fournette 150 and two touchdowns, they're still going to have to make throws to win. Hair, yeah, they're gonna have to make. I, th- I mean, I think they find a way to pull it out against LSU, and then they're gonna be as high as they've been all season, like emotionally higher than Alabama potentially. Then the Egg Bowl becomes an event. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, but really, I think, really, I, I, it's here's what here's what you were getting at is the LSU game is gonna be a huge barometer for freeze. Okay, you win that game, 
the MSU this, game becomes an even goals. bigger barometer exactly. for freeze. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's. But if he does it, then we're gonna look. I mean, everybody's gonna look at him and say, "Wow, this is he got us over the." Yeah, home. no, no. It, this is this is always, or at least since last season, been the freeze swing year. I think we talked about it a little bit yep. early in the season. Um, maybe before the Alabama game, maybe after the Alabama win, I'm not sure. Yeah. But this is the season where Ole Miss either and, – and it's funny, with three games left, this narrative is still 100% in play. This yeah. is the season where Ole Miss either sinks back down to the bottom middle of the SEC West or they prove that it wasn't just a flash in the pan and that Hugh Freeze's program actually has some substance It changes to the way fans think. Because right now, everybody in their head says, can we really – ask the question, can we really do it? Well, not just Ole Miss fans. I mean, every every other SEC fan base right now still laughing at Ole Miss, and rightfully so, I don't hi- think recruits – I think recruit – I think high school juniors look at Ole Miss and Alabama and LSU pretty, in a pretty similar manner. I agree, but I'm talking more after, about – Especially after all these guys go and get drafted in the spring. Because all they – they look at the NFL – do they like the coach and can they can he get me to the NFL and all the championship history thing like they they, they think is there's they think is as much to, you know to be part of the group that got over the hump is is a good idea to them versus just another guy in the line now all the fan bases and every people in the fan base that's a different dynamic right and it's like we talked about after Alabama people aren't going other SC fan bases aren't going to just acquiesce to Ole Miss being you know a, a year in and year out contender that's not so something they're just going to take they, easily if they do it the national well well if i go 10 and 2 now the national sports writers will be like you lost to memphis that cost the sec playoff blah 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 but, it, but that will tone down a lot of the show it to me mentality you know like say the dennis dodds of the world and whatnot so well i think if you i think if you go 10 and 2 11 and 2 if you win the sc championship game the narrative becomes how that memphis loss created the team that won down the stretch Exactly. And, and I mean, the, maybe not the entire narrative, but to me, that's the narrative. Here's the other, and this is your, if Ole Miss gets to Atlanta, this is narrative going to be just blown all over the place because they're going to be lobbying for an outside shot at a playoff spot. No Connor, no Tunsil. Everybody's going to look at the Tunsil thing. Right, that, the team will be totally different. Kimbichi got concussed in the Memphis game. You know, there, there's going to be revisionist history that then forget yep. the fact that they would have. Yep. Even if they had won that game, if they had won that game, we probably think they would have. They wouldn't be as good of a spot mentally as they are now. That will be the revisionist history on this. That you can, I mean, you can you can have your cake and eat it too when you're looking backwards. So, right, that, that's what will come out of it. No doubt, no doubt. Anyway. Um, so yeah, that we've kind of watch us lose to Arkansas after like a right. predict exactly. Well, what? Yeah, watch us lose to Arkansas and then do, like I I can't even. I, it's fine. I don't. I think you're wrong about that prediction, just like I did before the season. Um, but we'll see. I'm flipping. I'm flipping completely. We'll see. Presuming, I think Hilton. Even if Connor is in a, is is not. I don't 100%. expect Connor to be effective this week. Hilt. But I didn't. I didn't expect Carl Lawson to be effective, and he was disruptive. Oh, Lawson had. A, I mean that that's, cat. That's a that's a bad man right there. I don't want to play him when he's when he's healthy in a few weeks. I sincerely hope he gets back to 100 percent health because that dude. I can't wait to watch him uh, put some licks on Cooper Bateman and Jake Coker in the Iron Bowl. Even though Auburn's going to lose, that should be fun I to watch. Agree with that. Um, Moving on to this next week, unless there's anything else. No, I was going to say, uh, what what do you what, you're looking at lines for next week? Yeah, go uh, ahead. You're, do you have the lines up? No, you want me to pull them up? 
Yeah. All right, cool. I'll, I'll lay it out. We can find the line. You can let you find the line. So Yeah, lots of Thursday action this Missouri week. Missouri hosts State on Thursday night. It looked like a tough game for State all year, for, for most of the year until uh, Missouri forgot how to score the past month. So still a weird, still a weird spot. They're looking ahead to Alabama. This has got like twenty to seven. I mean, so so state's coming off a bye, but who do you look? Did they did they work Missouri the whole bye? You think? Well, you, you broke up there. What was it? Say that again. So uh, during this bye week, do you think state worked Missouri the whole time, or do you think there was some Alabama in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they effectively have an extra right. Because they have two, they have day, right. Bam. Mm-hmm. It's it's not that complicated for, for Alabama. You got to go tackle Derrick Henry. That's pretty much it. Um, let's see. I, what, so Mississippi ooh, State minus eight. I mean, the gambler's logic there tells you to take 17, Missouri. Seven give me give me state. The gambler's state. logic says take Missouri at home on a Thursday. I'm just throwing that out there. Off of five weeks, they have a senior quarterback with Dak. Uh, give me state's going to cover ugly, but the cover. It's probably true. Georgia and, minus fourteen. Go on. What are you saying? Okay, yeah, you got the line. Let's just do it that way. Uh, Georgia minus fourteen hosting Kentucky. Um, I Georgia, I'm inclined to take those points. Georgia's hit the over button, but Kentucky's bad. Don't bet that game. Holy cow! Uh, I'll tell you what you can bet in that game uh, under fifty five. Ooh, I like that. Um, Let's see here. I have a Georgia has Brian shot not really. Yep, give me give me the under. That's the lock of the well. That's that's, that's a decent. That's, I think under fifty five is a decent lock there. But bet. Kentucky's defense isn't great. So, yep. um, Vanderbilt playing at Florida. The Gators are favored by twenty and a half. That's a lot of points. Houston put up thirty four on Vandy. It's a new think, it's a new would, game. Yeah, you would still. Think because Florida they clinched the East with this win. I think is that I think that's how I think they it's need. Gotta, I mean, they got to clinch it soon. I think I think they need one more win to officially clinch it. Um, oh, I'd, no. I'd, I'd lay them. It's in the swamp. Do you know what it, this is? This is brutal from Vegas. They they put the the over under at thirty seven and a half. They're daring you to take that over. I think Florida runs it up because they they're at eleven. And they need they want some appeal because if you're if you're McElwain, you're thinking run the table, go to the playoff. So and but and for and to to beat Vandy impressively would help a little bit with that. I think yeah. You say Get, over, but think last I, last week same over under the under would have hit on Vanderbilt. I'd lay the points, but leave the over under alone. That's yeah. my thought. Um, I would not. I would not lay that many points against Van, who I think is a good defense. Um, let's see here. Moving what right along. Defense will twice against Vandy. Yeah, that's probably true. Vandy's offense has regressed a little bit um, yep. since earlier in the season. Um, South Carolina is at Tennessee. The Vols are favored by sixteen. You lay those. That's about right. I think you lay those points with the way Tennessee is coming on, the way South, think, South Carolina is falling apart. I could see that. Well, 17 covers, yeah. yeah. If that was like 19, I'd say take Carolina. But yeah. Balls. Yeah. Um, the A&M-Auburn line, that could be interesting. We'll get to that. The next line I have, Alabama minus 6.5 hosting LSU. I LSU mean, I'm taking my points there. I'm taking my LSU points. LSU wins outright. Maybe I, they yes. might win outright. This is this is the first good team they've played though. 
Brandon Harris will throw for over 200 yards and two touchdowns. We'll see. We'll see. I, I think the Jerry's still out. I think Doral and Dupree can have their way with the Alabama secondary. And I think their other O-line's really good to be able to block because Alabama's pass rush is not the, pass rush is not their strength. And their front their front line will be can, – can Fournette get enough yards to keep him balanced? Yes. I mean, I although Fournette going against the Bama front seven and running the ball is going to be that – that will be NFL-level hitting. But – Okay, see. I – I don't know, man. I'm looking at these. I'm looking at these line trends, and they're not as weird as the Ole Miss A&M game. But still, 72 percent of money's on LSU, and that that money line is still paying plus 230 for an LSU win. I just, I don't know. I I, I have questions. I, I think that LSU's gone on so long now without playing a good team that we've kind of like we're like, oh yeah, surely they played somebody. It's like the state, only it's like way LSU, last year. The only way LSU can lose this game if they give up, let Derrick Henry get big runs. Coker's not going to beat them. Man, I don't know. I think Coker looked decent against Ole Miss. I think that Saban overthought it, started Cooper Bateman. I think if Coker had started, Coker it could have been a different Tennessee, story. I was like, yeah, I mean, but they were looking ahead to this game. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Um. I don't know. I'm still I'm I'm conflicted on that one. John's taking LSU. I think I'm taking Alabama. Money line at two thirty. Yeah, me. yeah. Hey, go. Hey, slap it down, brother. I ain't gonna stop you. Um, moving right along. As already mentioned previously, Ole Miss minus eleven and a half hosting Arkansas. It opened I, at eleven and a half. Wow. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Ten and a half. I think it might have opened at eleven. Ten and a half. Um. I'm staying away from this game because I think that number is too close to where it should be. I could easily see Arkansas scoring a late TD to make this a 10-point game. And I could easily see Ole Miss winning by 17-21. to 21. So it's it's a game that I'm staying away from. Uh, What's the over-under on this? You're about to say the over-under is about right, too. 55-and-a-half. Not bad. So 20, what is that, 31-24? Yeah. 34-24 yeah. range. 31-24. Does Arkansas get over twenty? I don't. I don't know about that. I don't I, think Arkansas gets above twenty. I mean, they wouldn't have. They wouldn't have last season if it wasn't for pick six. Ole Miss thirty four seventeen. And a trick play. That's a good. That's a good pick. And then Ole, Ole Miss is due to actually be half ass confident in the red zone. I agree. I think it's like I was mentioning earlier. I think Ole Miss is due for a game where things go right for them offensively. Um, let's wrap this. Last line is Auburn. Well, A&M minus seven, hosting Auburn. Uh, I think you lay those in College Station, I think. I could – it's minus seven. Yeah. Wow. Vegas is good. Because that, that, that's got push written all over it. I'll take a push. What's the a, money a push, a push is a win for a gambler like me. Um, yeah. Money line is Auburn plus 240, A&M minus 280. Mm. I stay away from that because yeah. I honestly I could I could see either team winning big, although A and M with Murray now in a week and at home chance to blow out a terrible I think team. A and M wins by a possession. I and mean, A and M's defense is bad, but Auburn's offense is also bad. Yeah, I don't know. Something to think about for sure. White has another week to to feel a little better. Yeah, that's I don't I don't even know what's wrong with him, but yeah. Yep. Um. So those are the SC lines for the week. Um, I think we've done a pretty good job this week, John, of contextualizing uh, the SEC West and maybe a little bit of the larger college football picture. I thought that was pretty I think, good. 
I'll tell you, the one, I got back from a party at like 2 a.m. Eastern time here Saturday, and I actually watched the, my phone go backwards in time. I, I don't know, you probably you probably were not, uh, we were, was inebriated, but I caught the end of the Stanford-Wazoo game. And if you, you, have you, you probably have not sat down and hypothetically said, okay, could Ole Miss make the playoff and what would need to happen? And if you play out that scenario, you need a bunch of stuff because yeah. the, the theory being Ole Miss has two losses. You need everybody else to get to two losses, and then Ole Miss finishes well, hot. You need everybody back, but three. SEC, blah, blah, blah. Exactly. Three, three teams can have less than two losses. So one of those scenarios, so Notre Dame and Stanford, both one-loss teams, they play each other last week of the year. So it's at Stanford, so you think Stanford, you get one of those to knock each other, the other one down to two. Well, Mike Leach coaches his boys up, and they have a 43-yard field goal at the end of the game to win it. And I'm thinking if they can hit this and yeah, knock Stanford two losses, they can beat Notre Dame. We're gonna, you know, that's that. That's a, you need. You need a stand, You need somebody else to beat Stanford, which I didn't really think was gonna happen. Look at their schedule. The guy had made five field goals, including a 52 yard throughout the game, and he and he just hooked it right. I felt horrible for the dude because he can't get mad at the kicker when he's made five field goals. Right, right. Because five out of six in the game is good. Exactly, but he met, just hooked them. Yeah, that's, cooked. that's that's tough. That's tough. It was for tough. The I mean, man. I thought I was gonna watch. The I feel bad for the student athlete. One really, real random event that uh, random upset. Leach has got five wins this year. They probably, I think, they got Colorado, so they probably get to six. He's done a good job at Wazoo. Uh, they lost to Portland State. Well, other than that, I mean, Portland State. He's done a good job outside Week One. What Power Five conference? You're not a Mike Leach fan, man. You gotta get on, get on the bandwagon. No, I didn't know. I, or is is Portland State? Is that Big Ten or ACC? Oh, FCS. Oh, FCS. Gotcha. Um, he's no. won five games after that. That's a good bounce back. Character, <laughs> man. Yeah. Okay. That's character. Okay. Um, at least come on, Leach. It was he needs to win enough games to go to a bowl. Everybody happy. I mean, I, is, I don't we, necessarily dislike the pirate. I admire. You need late night Mike offense. Leach. That's what we need to do. Late night Mike Leach. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't dislike him. I just I, I'm not going to not laugh at you when you lose to Portland State. Yeah, that's bad. I mean, come on. Uh, yeah, so we'll we'll do a playoff. If Ole Miss beats Arkansas, we get a bye week. We'll do a we'll do a playoff picture for you guys tonight, or maybe not tonight. This week is the first college football playoff committee rankings, so that'll give us a, a better picture as well. Dude, looking ahead to that next week, care. it'll be interesting to see where they put Ohio State, though. No, I disagree. Uh, I, I think that the first rankings are important because they're the starting point. Where from, from actually, now on, from now on, wins and losses are going to move teams up and down. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, we saw it last season. Actually, I actually like the committee. My only my only beef with the playoff is I think it should be eight games instead of eight teams instead of four. But I like the committee system. Yeah, I the like playoff, the criteria too. The, actually, what, what the committee did too, like you said, the only thing is you you have five power conferences. You need at least right. five spots. Well, to I put think team. eight eight teams yeah. would be perfect. Like yeah, that's, that's enough my, for every year. You could have a Memphis or a Houston in there. I still like um, my six man theory. You that five champs plus an outsider or wild card. Six would be okay, and you give two buys. That then the then the two buys. You still have enough bowls. Then you or, just I, have a fight. The fight becomes. Here's the problem with going to eight or six, adding another round. Is, is that, that some bowls are going to get the same fan bases? Uh, it's not only that. It's. Are you going to get a fan base to travel to three straight bowl games? Right. That's expensive, and even even like Ohio State. So why Michigan. don't we do why don't we do NCAA women's basketball tournament style, and let's have a let's have the higher seed gets the host the first round game. Yeah, uh, 
to me, they are, I mean, I would love to see a quarterfinal set on campus or the first round on campus, and then you have. I think that would be fun, and it would be worth it. But the controversy would You'd only. You have to come with a way like the league share all the revenue from it and all that crap. Yeah, 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 for sure. It'd be worth having it. But whatever. So John has essentially. So let's run. You want to run? You want to do our own playoff rankings? Why not? No, I don't want to do that. We'll do it. We'll do it next week. I, I, I don't. I want to talk about basketball. You monster. This is we're an hour into the podcast, and basketball season basically starts this week. Yeah. And I know John's been putting it off. He doesn't want to do it. Well, you told me we had a game this week, and I was like, there's no way we start. But we don't start until next Friday. Uh, next, next Thursday, probably, right? Because we have we have a preseason game on Thursday versus Northwestern State. Then it's usually Friday. the first game's a week later. Is it's it on Friday? Friday? It's Friday the 13th. Ooh, that's going to be scary. It's going to be – well, yeah, looking at the last year's opener might be scary for Andy Kennedy. Um, so let's just do – let's just talk starting five. Yeah, you don't I have to go too much in front of me. I have not thought about any basketball for everybody listening. So I know that's and, why we have to stay ahead. Anders of is educating me and you, our this audience. Yeah. So at point guard, we have Sam Finley, transfer from UC Riverside. Um, apparently, he's been good. Actually, is Escobar his backup? JT Escobar, he might but be Terrence, Moody's. Oh, he might be Moody's backup. Terrence Davis would be Finley's backup, I think. Okay, Terrence Davis is actually can give you minutes. He's good. No, Ole Miss has a lot of competent guards, not so much post players. Or am I but, thinking of was it Ter- was Terrence Davis on the team last year? Or am I thinking of somebody else? No, are you are you thinking of um, oh shoot? Uh, the, I'm just making that name up. No, well, Terrence Smith was the backup point guard that was a fifth year seat transfer. Transfer. We only yeah. got one year. Terrence Smith, Davis Smith was good. I'm, Terrence Davis, I think, is one of the backup point guards, along with Fitz oh, he's, Simmons. He's, he's, the, he's, he's the, a receiver. Terrence Davis a is a wide receiver, and he's also a good basketball player. Um, obviously, your shooting guard. Great, I'm, I'm being real. You're long. learning. Yeah, I'm educating the audience and you. Your shooting guard is all SEC first teamer Stephon Moody. How does he? Sounds like he's good to go back from his surgery in the offseason. I think so. I'm hoping that having a few other perimeter shooters on the team will take some of the pressure off of him because basically when Ole Miss would get behind last season and it would be up to Moody to Marshall Henderson his way out of it he he kind of shrunk a little bit especially against teams that have really good defensive guards that can, can man up well, on him and are, and are several inches taller than him advanced scouting the, right. the scouting report got out and they and Jarvis just didn't shoot the ball well enough to alleviate him exactly. so they took away the option a well they be able to do that this year we will well, see I'm hoping I'm hoping some Sam Finley some Tomas Giello the Liberty transfer who I believe is going to be starting at the four yeah uh, team how about that Eastern yeah. represent Exactly. So, oh, hi, Mark Canvas Hyman. Mark Canvas Hyman is. He's got, he looks good. From yeah, a you need him to take a step. Basically, you only have Sebastian Saiz, who should look pretty good this season. Um, Mark Canvas Hyman. Uh, Terry Brutus, who re injured himself in the preseason, is like the 10th time he's been injured as an he, Ole Miss player. Are you making that up, or is he actually? No, I'm serious. He's 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 hurt currently. He's out for the next couple of weeks. Um, Big surprise there. Uh, And that's, I mean, Rashid Brooks is a JUCO guard transfer. Right, he's a guard. All of the all of the new talent besides Tomas Giello 
Uh, they're all guards, but Giello is like a swing man. He's basically like rich man's Anthony Perez, it sounds like. Which is good, but we still have Anthony Perez to back him up. Um, we're going to play a lot of small ball. There's not going to be much, much banging. I like that, though. AK's good at that. Brutus is hurt. Their only real big guy is Vin That's it. He's going to have to play center. Yeah. Cool. Um, we did get a commitment from a Juco center that's 6'10". Did you see that? Damn, 6'10". 6'10". Yeah, I'm excited about that. Next season should be kind of cool besides besides losing Newby, who I love, and uh, and Moody, who I also love. It'll be cool to see some guys like DeAndre Burnett, who's going to be sitting out this season. He was a Miami transfer. Um, he's been fairly hyped. Um, it'll be interesting to see next season what the team looks like. But it's pretty obvious looking at this. I mean, let's presume Finley is... Finley is the starter. Is Finley apparently has looked, point looked Moody. Decent. Moody's going to be the Moody's guy. Moody. Sebastian's going to play well. And then you have Newby playing defense. What? Can If Newby can just give him some three-point shooting ability to complement his defense, then he would he could really be a very solid. He could yeah. be like a Nick Williams type player. It's some better true. Defense. It's true. I think I actually look to I look to Newby to have a Nick Williams-like I, role. I think season. Newby can, can average – Let's say eight or nine a game, which is I mean, and right really, now. I mean, he's gonna be your he's gonna be your energy guy. He's gonna be your glue guy. I mean, him and Moody, I look to be kind of the leaders on the team. Saez has to have a big year. He, I mean, he's I mean, got. He does There's no other alternative. He's for got a, an anchor, and then Perez is a senior. The, the problem becomes, what do you look like defensively when Saez is on the bench? I mean, that I just is, I get worried. Gosh, they're gonna get. The good news, yeah, I mean, it's going to be weird. But the thing I always say about AK is in the years where you write him off the most, that's when he loves to come back and be a dick and win, you know, 19 SEC Here's games. the thing is AK likes to play up-tempo. This team is built for that. Yeah. Well, they, if, if they're they going to run up and down the court. And they, the, the, the thing that's on Ole Miss's side is basketball as a whole, NBA and college, has been trending away from – the big man model. I mean, it's small ball is becoming the the norm in most college gyms, and even on a lot of NBA uh, teams, you're seeing more athletic big men uh, than just shot blockers and, and people that can dunk and stuff like that. So I, it could be you know right place, right time for this lineup. It, it could work well in the SEC this year. I really don't know. I mean, just thinking back, you know, to last season, Mickey's gone. Uh, Bobby Portis is gone. Um, some of the dominant big men that gave Ole Miss fits. I mean, I assume Kentucky will find some because they're Kentucky. What about LSU? They had that I, one I think, top five player. I, and then... I think that's Mickey, right? Mickey is gone from LSU, I believe. Right. I think LSU lost their two best players last season, but they also reloaded with like a top five class. And they have Johnny Jones, which is just... A terrible coach, but an amazing recruiter. Um, and then, I mean, things are going to get really interesting in the SEC, especially in the next two years. Mississippi State uh, is appears to be gearing up for a hell of a run, but they're recruiting right now. Um, they're putting Ole Miss to shame with Ben Howland out there on the trail, burning it up. Um, so it'll sell, be sell your soul to Adidas. You can have decent basketball team. Apparently so, but I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, really, maybe we can end. Um, here, but I think it's a brilliant move by Scott Strickland, the state AD. Um, you know, you know that your arena is aging, and you're not going to be able to replace it for at least another 10, 15 years. 
Um, Old Miss is building a brand new arena that's been long overdue. They've been behind you in the facilities race for a long time. How do you keep up without breaking the bank? And going out and making a hire like Howland is just a home run for him. No, they absolutely hit a home run there. Looking here at the Ole Miss schedule, we can get this more than one next week. They go yeah, to actually, UMass. I haven't even, haven't even looked at that. Shit, they're coming to Massachusetts. I should yeah, go you watch bet, them. You, you should. Do, do it for me. They got a tournament here. George Mason, Oklahoma State, Towson. That's not bad. That's pretty good. Across. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Georgia Southern's always a decent team. They go to Memphis. They yeah, play at in Memphis the, in the in the X Fed Forum. It won't be for RPI. I gave off the past based on the past couple of years, but Troy's decent, eh, decent ish typically. It's well, not the a rumor. Bad. The rumor was that Ole Miss won a closed door scrimmage with Middle Tennessee over the weekend, and Middle Tennessee is actually good. So that's that's all we know so far. But this non-conference slate is not. Oh, oh, and they have Kansas State in January. I mean, that's a good non-conference game to go on the road there. This non-conference slate is not what we expected, though. I mean, not maybe not expected, but what we've seen the last couple years has been a lot more difficult than this. Well, the K State game is buried in the conference schedule, so that. Kind oh yeah, of... that's true. That's always a, that's a, that's a weird thing. But besides that, I mean. We've played Oregon the last two seasons. We played Dayton the last two seasons. Western Kentucky. I mean, there were some there were some real RPI games on that schedule. I think yeah, the keys. Uh, I be- think the, the conference should be a little better this season. I think Vanderbilt's going to be really good. Uh, Kentucky, Florida is a question mark. Probably not very good in the first year without Donovan. Um, but almost everybody else should be trending up at least even with their first year coaches Let's see here we have this is that. a big year for for auburn i mean this is pearl's third season you expect pearl to be a bubble at least a bubble team this year well i think in season three uh, yeah well, you, you, have you, to you need to be a bubble at team least be in the conversation they have to be yeah I, mean, I like to get Kentucky out of the way, and they get Bama and Georgia. Yeah, I, that's my favorite thing about our schedule the last two years is just go ahead and go to Lexington. I mean, why, it was a confidence builder last year. Why do we have to play at Lexington two years in a row? It doesn't rotate? I'm not complaining because they're not going to beat Kentucky, and I'd rather not blow a home game losing to them. Yeah, I, I mean, that's really, fair, but still, I figured it rotated back and forth. I really have a problem with that, but I, understand, I know what you're saying. Bama at home, Georgia at home. At LSU, Florida. Okay, Mike White comes to Oxford. Oh, okay, they play. They play Florida twice. Actually, yeah, you could start out. I mean, before that K State game, you could be two, one, Auburn two, at home three, at three, State. Two, four, two. State's got. You a, could be. You could be four four ish. Four four to five three. Four, at least five hundred. Yeah. Um, yeah. Missouri's a dumpster fire. <laughs> I think it's them twice. Yeah, uh, they only get Vanderbilt once. That's a that's a good thing because Vanderbilt's gonna be really good this Vanderbilt's season. Be, Vanderbilt should be good. Playing Florida twice this season is good. If you're gonna play them twice, you want that. Um, only August getting Arkansas at home, that's nice. You get Auburn twice, that could be kind of a good middle of the ground. Yeah, that's really fine. Start. That could be a good RPI game, especially if Auburn is what we were just saying. You get that, Georgia twice, and Fox normally has them pretty good, so that'll. I'm be fine good. with that though. I'm fine with playing Georgia twice. Uh, how many is there? Two A and M games in here? Or just one. Just one A and M game. Two state games, obviously. And that's good though, because I think A and M. Two Georgia, two Florida, up. two State, um, two Auburn, two Auburn. That's pretty good. Oh, is it two Missouris or no? Just one Missouri. No, two, two, two Missouris. You love that. That's great. Um, and then he finished the season at Tennessee. So yeah, I mean, it's the SEC slate's not bad. Like I said, um, I don't know much about 
like the state of these non-conference teams this season. Um, but what the best non-conference opponents on the schedule are Oklahoma State, Georgia State, and I guess Georgia Southern. Oh, besides K State in the middle of the SEC. What's the expectation for the team? This oh, so, year? Simo, Simo's not bad, right? Cape Girardeau, Simo's not bad. They're solid. Expectation for the team this year. Expectations are very low. They were picked ninth in the ninth in the SEC, I believe. I mean, I mean, if if this team goes over five hundred conference play, I'd say that's. I think what's yeah, what you want out of this team is get in the pavilion, win some good SEC games in there, and just have some momentum moving into the off season for AK to be able to recruit to in addition to the pavilion. Yeah, that's all you can of, ask for. It's sort of a transition year, but sort of not. You have Moody. You have Sai. Saez will be back for one more year. Newbie and Perez. I mean, if Perez became a solid contributor this year, it wouldn't shock me. If he was, if he's addition by subtraction next year, wouldn't shock me either. It's hard to say. Pretty pretty much the two guys you look at this roster, you say you're you're losing really big contributors for next year. Moody, obviously, and And Newbie, yeah, and and potentially Giello because he only has one season, but we're not sure yet. Um, he's he's another pressure point where he can come in and be an instant contributor the way Rhett potentially not mean the way Rhett was. Yeah, yeah. No he, doubt. He, he's critical because Saeed I think will be solid. I mean they the front court's the worry though. I think Giello can do what MJ did uh, plus a little more perimeter shooting, but we'll see. He needs to be able to play defense too because from a size perspective. See that's a for me I'm a little worried about that coming from Liberty. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how. Ready is to play defense in the SEC. I think that's the weakness. Team matching up against a bunch of against big. Well, yeah, I think to win they're going to have to outscore. They're going to have to run up and down the court, hit shots, and just run it up. Um, sure. That's going to be fun. I I'm not complaining. I lo- I like that style. So, and I think AK does too. So I'm excited for that. It'll I'm looking forward to the Pavilion, an actual competent arena. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait for that. the The new floor looks great. Um, it all looks really good. Um. But yeah, so that's, I mean, we've really, we've done it. We've done it this week, John. Hour and 16 minutes. If you're still listening, obviously you care about Ole Miss or at least about our opinion on Ole Miss-related things. You might be a five-boy putting off doing something productive like homework. That's, that's, a, good, that's, a, that's a good point. Those are the only listeners that I know we have. Um, so, but yeah, guys, thanks as always for listening. Uh, by now, you probably know what to do. Subscribe on iTunes. You can check out our website. Um, follow us on Twitter. Whatever, whatever floats your boat, uh, engagement-wise, we'll we'll get the episodes to you. But if you if you want them delivered automatically, iTunes is the way to go. Um, it's it's always going to be there, even if I forget to post it till the next day or something like that. Um, if you subscribe on iTunes, it's going to come straight to your phone. So we would really appreciate that. Um, but again, guys, just thanks for listening, and uh, we definitely had fun today, giving you a little breakdown of the the SEC in football right now and I had fun talking about SEC basketball because for some perverse reason I enjoy it but uh John do you have anything else you want to add this week I'm looking forward to basketball as well we need it's interesting to see how this is kind of one of those you think Ed Carey can sneak up sneak up and coach up a team and being on the bubble I agree that's where he lives I mean yeah exactly I think we could if you if you offered me a bet is AK gonna be in the bubble or off the bubble in February or January. I mean, I feel like you're almost dumb not to say on the bubble at this point. Where AK lives. It's where he lives. So we'll uh, we'll see you on the bubble, folks. Thanks for listening. Hotty toddy.
guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.